Thanks so much for joining us for the New Life Coolangatta podcast. New Life Church is one family, many churches, and we exist to simply see more people more like Jesus by planting and leading thriving local churches. We pray that this message is a blessing. Right. Good morning, you guys. Um, my name is Lisa, and when Scott asked me if I'd want to speak on local missions, my initial response was nope, no, no thanks, even though it's something I'm really passionate about. But being up here on stage is out of my natural you know, habitat, um, and I'm not by any means standing up here as an expert on local missions. Um, there have been times when I haven't done this job as well as I'd hoped, um, and I'm honestly just kind of stumbling and praying my way through what it might look like for us to be a church that loves its neighbors well. But one of the reasons I did want to speak was because I've seen far too much what's going on in our city to not say something, because we can't ignore the needs around us. Just to give you some statistics, in this country, there's over 46,000 kids and teens in foster or kinship care. In Queensland, the number of people experiencing homelessness has shot up more than 20% in the past five years. Over half of the call-outs that the police receive are for domestic and family violence. Let that set in. Like, half of the work that the the police are doing are for domestic violence. And depending on what statistic you read, anywhere from 40 to 60% of aged care residents never receive a visitor. There may be some of you here today that know what it's like to be in one of these situations, or you have friends or family who have dealt with abuse or addiction, poverty, loneliness. Because behind the statistics are real people. These are the image bearers of the living God whom he loves. And for me, these are many of the patients I work with and look after as a nurse in the hospital. Every single day I go to work and I'm just confronted with the brokenness and the heartache the empty pill packets, and notes from suicide attempts. The wounds, both visible and invisible, from domestic violence. I've known children who are abused by someone who should have been protecting them. And at times, I've, it's been myself or a colleague who was the last person at a bedside because that individual had absolutely no one else in the world. And there are moments at work when I just look around at what people are dealing with. And I just go, God have mercy, we need you. And then I get that that conviction that I've had so many times before when I've seen suffering or difficult situations. And it's that whispering of the Holy Spirit who goes, you know, this is a job for the church, for my church. And that's when I get inspired and hopeful of, of how God might use just ordinary people like you and me to be light in a dark world. So in this cultural chaos with all these complex issues going on around us, how does scripture inform our response? In Jeremiah, God uses the prophet to say the following to the Israelites while they're in Babylonian captivity. He says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. If you put in some of the original Hebrew, you get this. Seek the shalom of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it has shalom, you too will have shalom. And shalom has 
many different meanings, and we don't have just a one-word translation um, in this context. It's, it's a bigger picture than that. It means to make something whole. It's health and peace and well-being. And so when confronting the brokenness of our world, pursuing shalom is about making things as they should be. It's economic, social, and spiritual well-being. And if Israel would seek that for their neighbors, they would experience it as well. Sometimes, though, like all of us, they got distracted. They got comfortable. And it's one of the reasons why they ended up in exile. They forgot their calling. Just as Israel was meant to be a blessing to all nations under the old covenant, so today the church is meant to be a blessing to our world. And Jesus gets pretty specific about what that looks like. In Matthew 25, he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. And I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And they're asking, you know, when did we do all this stuff for you? And he says, anytime you've done something like this for the least of these, you've done to me. And whenever you have, haven't done for the least of these, you've neglected to do it for me. So he's saying this not as just a nice idea or suggestion, suggestion but those who, it's, a, it's a point of separation for those who are part of his kingdom and those who are not. Those who are pursuing shalom and those who are not. And in considering how we might go about caring for the least of these, I like Paul's description of our role. He calls us ambassadors. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And so what's the job of an ambassador but to represent the country they're from and the interests of that country? So for us, we get to be representatives of heaven. So in the midst of this crazy, messed up world, we as a church are supposed to be like the signposts, you know, pointing to this other world, this other king, this other way of, of living and being. And so when the world looks at the actions of the church, it should see hope embodied. But in order to do that, in order to serve the least of these and be a blessing to our neighbors, we have to get to know them first. And I don't know about you, but it's, it can take a long time to really get to know your neighbors and build that, that trust and that understanding. And so what we've been doing as a church for the past couple years is just identify neighbors we can connect with. And so this is where we started that journey. And so I'll bring up a map here on screen and just show you a little bit. So here are the places we've been connecting with. So we've got Blair Athol over there, and they have some on-site accommodation for homeless men, and they also do some meals and other things. It's also the site of the Gold Coast Homelessness Services, Service, uh, which is run through Uniting Care. And so they help youth and families, and they've got about 10 houses out in the community for families experiencing crisis. I've also got a lot of other support to help people, um, you know, make sure they get out of poverty in the long run. And then we've got Kira Haven. And Kira Haven's an aged care facility uh, with about 70 men and women who live there. And then right across the street from Kira Haven is Cooley State School. It's a primary school. And then Tweed Heads is less than a K away, just right over there. Um, and so he, these are the people we've been connecting with. It's children, the homeless, the elderly. Those are some of our neighbors. And what we've done is just get to know some of the people connected there and go, hey, how can we help? So at Blair Athel, what we've been doing is collecting um, toiletries and some clothing items. And these go to both the men and the families that the service helps. Uh, the box is just right out there in the foyer if you ever want to donate something. 
We've also got the Christmas hampers from New Life Care that will be going to those 10 family homes. And so what happens is, you know, every couple months, my husband and I will take the donations that you guys have provided, and we'll go to Blair Athens, and we'll just say, hey, you know, this is from New Life Calling Out a Church. We hope it helps you guys. Is there anything else we can do for you? And it's pretty simple stuff, you know, just being ambassadors, showing up consistently and letting them know there's a church that cares. As far as Care Haven, um, I've been going there a bit, getting to know some of the coordinators, the residents, the staff, and um, I, love, I love just hanging with uh, the people there. Because um, as a former carer in aged care, I know how isolating it can be for the elderly. Because even if some of them wanted to be part of a church community, it can be real job as a church to be them to make that happen. So I think it's our um, job as a church to be willing to go into those spaces just to ease that loneliness however we, we possibly can. So one of the, one of the ways we're going to do that is um, we're going to go back and sing Christmas carols, something really simple, but it, it just brings joy, not just to the residents. I've seen some of the carers in tears the last time we did it. Um, it just means a lot, something like that. We're also collecting Christmas gifts for them, and that is uh, available out there if you want an idea of what might be able to be donated. Because some of these people, they don't have friends or family anymore, and, and there's no one else in the world. So to just be blessed with a little gift to say, hey, someone, someone here loves you and cares for you, it's, it's just a simple way to do that. And it shows the staff and residents um, that we want to work with them and build a bridge in our, in our community. <clears throat> so we're saying, you know, we're a local church, we're here for you, we appreciate you. We value our neighbors and the work that you do. And for some of these places, you know, this may be their only connection to Christians or a local church in their day-to-day -day lives and work. And then finally, for our, our two schools near us, uh, Cooley State School and Tweed Heads, rather than have me actually talk about it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up three of my friends uh, to discuss how we're connecting with them. So come on up, ladies, and I'm going to move this over the side. Yeah, give them a hand. And we're going to have a little conversation. Um, so I'll introduce you first. This is Rixmay Parada. She and her husband, Daniel, and their two kids are part of our New Life family here. Um, and she is the chaplain over at Rabina State High. Cherie Chamberlain is our resident chappie over at Cooley um, Primary School. And she's a part of Eleanor Uniting and her daughter, Courtney is a part of our church here. <laughs> and then Susie, you guys all know, is our Kids Life pastor, but she also heads up our Brecky Club in organizing that, and she's also a religious instruction um, volunteer at Palm Beach School. So I wanted to bring them up because, you know, so much I think of local missions is about being collaborative and working together and having conversations and and I know I've learned so much from these women. Um, I really appreciate their hearts for the community, and I'm really thankful that they're willing to come up here and share a bit of, of what we've been doing to try and connect um, with our local schools. So first of all, guys, can you just explain kind of what the role is of a chaplain? You know, what's your day-to-day -day, uh, job look like? Hello, um, my name's Riggs May, and um, Shuri said in the 8 a.m., each chappie um, covers a range of different activities at their school, and each chappie is also different if they're in primary school or high school. Um, so I'm at a high school. We have 1,500 students there, so it's a pretty big school. Um, 
The role of the school chaplain is to support students and staff, and the cooks like on a day to um, social, emotion, social, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, what that looks like on a day to day, I support students and staff um, when they just need someone to listen to them. It's someone who's safe at school that they can show up and someone just listens. It's really hard to find that these days. Um, and I always ask students, what is it that you're looking you know, for me to be able to support you? And they're like, just someone to listen. So I deal with lots of tears um, from staff and students, which is quite a privilege. Um, and then also, secondly, I, I find the role of the school chaplain is to care for the school community. It's a very special role that you get to care. Um, and that's by providing um, frozen meals to a current um, staff member who just got diagnosed with cancer. New Life, um, Karen Robina did that. Um, and also giving a gift card to another staff member who just needs some financial support. So the school relies on the school chaplain for that. And then thirdly, um, Sheree and I were talking, um, a school chaplain also gives a message of hope, um, which no other role in school gets to do that in a secular school. Um, and yeah, hope is quite sort of broad, but Hope is what we actually need um, in times of suffering and just times of being in the valley. So um, we have such a privilege of being able to provide that message. I quite often say to kids, staff and, and parents, and I always remind them that there's no problem too big that we can't fix. Um, and that's where that anchor of hope, I think we plant that seed because, you know, some problems... We can't fix today, but over time we can get there. And it's about them knowing that you're their anchor and you remind them that there's different people in their school community that are their anchors when you're not there. You know, it could be the brekkie club team. It could be their teacher. It could be the RI teachers, you know. Um, but reminding them, I think, is really important that there's no problem too big that we can't fix. We can't fix it straight away. Sometimes we can if it's a friendship thing or something little. Um, but, yeah. And I just want to point out, you guys work in two very, very different schools. Um, Rex May's at Rabina High, which is 1,500 students. And, Sheree, you were saying we're, we're 260 is where Cooley um, State School is. So teens and then our, our little, little ones over at the primary school. Um, so why should churches care about their local schools? It's up to us. It's up to you. Um, you know, we're a family. Churches are families. There's a family here. You've got different church families in your area. And families care about each other, you know. Um, if you don't care about calling out a state school... Who else is... I can't do it by myself, you know? Encourage you. We need you. So I encourage you. Pray. Ask God, where do you want me to care? Who do you want me to care for, you know? If you have the capacity to care for one thing, care for one thing and do it well. If you have the capacity to care for two things... Do it well. Don't overload yourself. Don't rip anybody off of your gifts and talents and capacity, you know. Be kind to you 
so you can be kind to others. I find with the local church, um, partnering with the local schools is the most practical and seamless way of getting into the school and being able to serve and witness um, to the local community. Where else can you, you know, come across so many needs? Um, so when the church wants to know what are the needs of the local community, you'll mm -hmm. find it in schools and you'll find it pretty quickly. Um, by way of the school chaplain, if that partnership is there, and also if the school supports the school chaplain. Um, so I find in this role, um, the school looks to me as that community leg or arm um, to be able to fulfill the needs that um, the school comes across, which is financial support, food hampers, um, um, buying shoes for a student who has holes in his shoes and didn't even notice he had holes in his shoes. Um, and um, what else do we do? Breakfast club. Um, mm -hmm. And so those are ways that the local churches um, partner with me. Um, and then also we're able to be able to serve the school community by mm -hmm. way of that. That's good. Talking about breakfast club, Susie, you help organize our team here at the church. So do you want to Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so Brecky Club happens at Coolangatta State School where Cherie is. Um, and when I came on board, I was really excited that we got to do this as a Kids Life pastor um, because I was thinking about when Scott prayed just before that um, we, we pray your kingdom come. And I can't honestly do that unless I'm willing to get my hands and feet into the community because we are praying that your kingdom come, that means that people will not be hungry. Like Lisa was saying, that the, we are praying for their emotional, social and spiritual well-being. And if we're not meeting those needs, then I can't stand before you and pray that prayer. Um, so Brecky Club, we do... Uh, we started off doing once a month by going into the school. We bring some fruit. We bring, uh, we make toast, and it's a great team that gets to go in there. Um, and then this term, we've doubled that effort, so we get to go in once a fortnight, um, which is really great because when we feed kids breakfast, it's really not about the breakfast a lot of the time. We don't know if those kids have already eaten. But you know what? There's a good chance that they have. And what they're coming for is not to have their bellies filled, but to have their hearts filled. And to meet before school, to meet their uh, other students, and just to have a safe place to hang before school. Um, I'm really, I was really surprised the first time I walked into Cooley at 7.45. How many kids were already there? And that's because mm. they have parents who have to go to work. And so they're dropping their kids there an hour before school starts, knowing that they're just going to have to sit there. Um, but they've got these long waits. So we get to help them build community in that time. We get to play cards with them. We get to play Jenga with them. It's not just about the breakfast. Um, and it's a real privilege to be in that school. It's really great. Mm, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think we were talking earlier about how um, local missions, it's not this thing that we do in isolation. It's not just this thing over here and we've got our kids' life there and we do Alpha there. You know, it, it all integrates and works together. Um, in the first service, Carol McGill was sitting up here in her orange Kids' Life t-shirt and she's part of our Brecky Club. And I know there's, you know, a, a couple kids that from that school that go here. 
Um, so you just think for them, if they see Carol at Brecky Club and then they're coming to Kids Life and, and, and just that connection. And then I know for me, I don't know many people on the southern end of the Gold Coast. Um, so when it comes to Alpha, I'm like, oh, who can, who can I invite? So getting out and doing local missions, I'm actually getting to know people here. And so I can start thinking, all right, who might I be able to connect with to um, bring out those invitations? And it's just a life of a church. It's kind of like baking a cake. You know, you, you get a little bit of the ingredients and God just mixes it all together to make something beautiful and good from it. Um, guys, what are some of the... I'll ask you... What are some of the positive outcomes you've seen with your chaplaincy program and um, with church connections at Rabina High? And even if you've got, you know, a personal story that you can share. So at Rabina High, um, I also run a school, chap- a school chaplain program, <laughs> um, a breakfast program. <laughs> um, you'll see in the picture up there. It takes a different form um, because Rabina High wanted to um, involve their student leaders, um, their staff, the Lions Club, um, we have a business um, that donates bread. So it takes a whole different form, and later maybe you'll see um, the community mapping of it. Um, but in terms of partnering with local churches, um, New Life Robina, their youth leaders actually come and volunteer every Wednesday because we do it once a week. Um, so at least two or three of them show up, and the students love them because they have a lot of energy. Um, and they play games with the students, um, and just that consistency of showing up builds the relationship and the trust. Um, and some of the students at Robina High have visited the um, youth group, so that's a major plus. So mm-hmm. my hope for the future is to be able to include them um, during break time and maybe even offer camps. But it takes time to build that um, based on trust. Um, story, so... Vegan Macho, a male staff member I met in term one. Um, he's pretty vegan macho looking. Um, and lots of people don't know that school chaplains exist. And then when you see someone who's little like me and a bit cheery, you get a bit confused. Um, so that was what happened in term one, where he was like, what, you're a school chaplain? Wear your robes. Should I be bowing down to you? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it all. <laughs> um, so we started bantering. It was a great... Um, relationship that, you know, you'd banter for a few terms, Um, but through that bantering was trust and a relationship, and then in term four, unfortunately, he got diagnosed with cancer. He also had something else happen that was pretty um, heartbreaking to him, but I was one of the four people that he trusted, Um, and so I have been journeying with him, also bringing the church in, trying to support him. He's not a believer. Um, and being able to have those spiritual conversations with him and talking about what does peace look like in your life Mm. Um, and just the openness, um, the vulnerability. um, And then also his ex-partner called me to thank me um, for supporting him because he's not the easiest person to support. Um, (laughs) But I I feel so privileged that for some reason I got chosen (laughs) to support him. So that's one story, but there's many of them. Um, So... Shree, how has our church, you know, connecting with Cooley State School, just in small ways, whether it's been, we've done a couple um, morning teas for the teachers, uh, there's the Christmas hampers and gifts um, that Shree distributes at Christmas time, and then Brecky Club, of course. So have, how has that helped your, helped your chaplaincy program? Um, amazingly. There's no words, really to 
say how much it has helped, but I know how much the students look forward to Brecky Club every week. And there was a few times this year where we couldn't have it, um, and they reminded me that Brecky Club wasn't on, you know. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, just knowing that the food is there and on a Tuesday, bellies are full and they go back multiple times and they're ready to learn. You know, the teachers find that they're more focused, especially on a Tuesday, because their bellies are full. Mm. Um, the Christmas hampers, when, when you call a parent and let them know that you have a hamper for them for Christmas and there's a couple of gifts for their students as well, for their children, sorry, they just burst into tears most of the time. And when you either deliver it to them or you organise a time for them to come and get it at school, when it's discreet, you don't want to do it when everybody else can see because you're aware of their situations. Um, there's always more tears, lots of hugs. And it's a real privilege and a blessing that the support of local would do that, you know. Um, and we can't do it without you guys, without the support of local church. Mm. Um, and then the morning teas, well, I hear about it for days, if not weeks, how much the staff have enjoyed the delicious morning tea and the conversations. I think that's more impacting for some of our staff. Um, and I don't know those conversations that they have with you guys that, that are just there, but I know that God connects you and the staff member for the conversation that needs to be had. Um, and that's really precious. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just simple things, isn't it? And it's because sometimes I'll think about, you know, what's our church's reputation in the community? And just doing so simple things like providing toiletries to Blair Athel or doing a morning tea. It's, again, just being those ambassadors of Christ um, to build a reputation of what the church is about and what our God is about, and it's so simple. Um, I want to talk about the local chaplaincy committee because you've recently started this with um, your school and with Tweed Heads Primary. Um, and Susie, you're the chair of that. I don't know if you want to talk, either of you, about the purpose? Yeah, um, so I've been involved with local chaplaincy committees um, at Eleonora School, Eleonora High and then Palm Beach and so when I came down here um, we didn't currently have an LCC happening for um, Coolangatta and Tweed and we've got a new chaplain in Tweed um, so we got that started and that's been a really great um, source of support for our chaplains. Basically we're, they don't report to us but we hope that we can be a support to them um, to help mobilise local churches. It's not just New Life Cooley that's involved with this. We get people from all churches. We invite many and see who's willing. Um, and then we provide support to that chaplain because they have someone that they answer to, but that's not a faith um, person. So it's really good for a local chaplaincy um, committee to offer support, but also to offer prayer for that um, school and for that local chaplaincy service. Um, so yeah, we're partnering with both of those schools and then we can see what their needs are and we can meet them practically as well as um, praying for them. Nice. Yeah, and I just want to you know, point out there's Evie 
up there. So she's the chaplain over at Tweed Heads. Um, we've got Sam Salden, who heads up Scripture Union on this side of the coast. Meredith is part of our New Life family here, and she's actually the um, RI instructor over at Cooley. So it's, um, you know, there's various churches actually represented here. It's, it's uh, and I'm really passionate about church unity. And um, there's things going on, even I know in the next few weeks, where I know of some churches that are going to meet with um, representatives in, in with the Tweed mayor to discuss, you know, how can churches better serve their local area? So this stuff is happening all the, all the way, and this is just a small, I'll get you just a, a mini ch church unity thing going on. Um, I'll get you just to touch briefly on um, just community mapping and how you use that at Rabina. Okay, here's my fancy, um, what do they call this diagram? Um, so through the Breakfast Club, um, this is how I've used it. You have the school chaplain, in this case, me. Um, and I see school chaplaincy or the school chaplain as the bridge to these external and internal, what we call stakeholders, um, through partnerships and trust. So through the Breakfast Club, I work with the school staff. They are volunteers and also my team. They provide insight and logistical details and also like what the protocols are, because I wouldn't know them. Um, so I have a team of school staff who support volunteer-wise, um, and then we have student leaders from two specific clubs that help volunteer, so students are embedded in the program. And then I have a heart for non-student leaders, so I just go and recruit them um, and really try to lift them up, and in the future I'd love to promote them as leaders as well. Um, and then we partner with local organizations. So the Leo's Club Robina came and showed us how they run their breakfast club because they do it at Varsity Primary. Um, and then we have a local business who donates the bread continually because that's one of our biggest costs. Um, and, and then also, like I said, with um, New Life Youth Leaders, they come in and they um, help with the breakfast club, but they also role model um, being a Christian leader as well and playing with the students. So as you can see, there's a lot of different people involved and we all come together to serve the students and staff. They come and grab toast as well. Um, and, and I really like this model because it's not all on me. So all these players, well, namely the students and staff, know how to run the breakfast club, so now I can also step away some days, um, and it's sustainable. Hmm. Yeah, and what I love about the idea of, of community mapping, it's so collaborative, um, and you're looking at resources, and so I would love to do that with our church as kind of like a workshop in the new year. Um, Brett Lush, who heads up New Life Care, he's willing to help us do this. So what I would do is look at our, our wider community and go, don't, if there's a, one church already serving in a particular space, well, we don't need to double up. Let's work together. Let's, let's know who's doing what, who's being underserved. And then also looking at our own church and going, what are our gifts as a church body? And where can we be the hands and feet of, of Jesus? So uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to do something like that. And I'd love um, people to join in on that. Um, do you guys have any other things you want to share? Otherwise, I will, I will let you go. I'll just quickly say, it is such a privilege to be a chaplain in a school. Um, and some days you'll just be, or I'll be sitting in my office to meet, um, you know, doing stuff. 
and God will prompt me just to leave my space and, and just go. Some days I'll just be walking through the school and I'll come across a student and be there to support them in whatever that space might be. Other days I'll knock on a classroom door and in I go and the teacher will go, I was about to call you. There'll be someone having a meltdown or something will be going on. So it's such a privilege just to actually listen to where God wants you to be and what he needs you to do in a school because teachers, whether they're Christians or not, they don't have the opportunity to do that, but we do. And I can guarantee you would be the same. God places you where he wants you to be, where you can speak life and hope into the student or the staff member. It could even be a parent, you know, but just listening and being available. Um, and so we thank you for your prayers that carry us and hold us in those spaces as well. And one other thing, um, school holidays can be really tough for some kids because school is their safe place. So at the moment, I have multiple children at Coolangatta that are having meltdowns nearly every day. They don't know why. Why are you so angry? I don't know. It's because school holidays are around the corner. They don't have that safe place anymore, you know? And that's really sad because single parents, both parents, they work, some don't have siblings. Um, so if we can connect them in with our churches, you know, if they can be here on a Sunday, that's one day of safe space that they have. Mm. So, yeah. That's so good. So important. So important. Yeah. I hope you guys, yeah, go for it. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> if I can add, if a school, namely the principal and PNC, support school chaplaincy, and there is a great school chaplain there, i.e. us, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it is the best opportunity as the church and also individuals, if you can financially support it, it's the way to go because that is your way in mm. through funding because we fundraise most of our role, our role, because um, the government only gives us maybe a day and a half, um, we have a chance to be in schools five days a week. And just the impact of that, um, mm. to be able to witness to teachers and students, like, it's magnificent. Um, so it's really up to us, mm. um, the LCC, the church, individuals, to fund the role if we want a Christian person in a school, yeah. because the... Um, oppositions also available where mm. they can have a non-Christian um, mm -hmm. um, student well-being officer. So to me, I see it as a privilege and a huge opportunity to, to Absolutely. continue. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Build more of a legacy. I know we want to, as a local church, want to do more, like Susie and I have spoken, like how can we build more relationships with the kids and being there for a longer time, whether it's mentoring or doing something else. So we really are passionate about our two local schools here. And you can see what a resource it is having chaplains, um, not just in school, but in, in other places in the community. They are the ones in touch with the local needs, and we need to build strong relationships with them. So thank you guys so much for being up here today and willing to share those stories. Can you guys give me a hand? All right, I will wrap all this up. Um, I just want to go through a couple things. First, I just want to thank 
all of the people in this church who regularly volunteer in the community, um, whatever little or big things you're doing, it could be prayer, donations, time, um, you guys are so generous, so thank you for, for it. It's inspiring and encouraging. Um, so in closing, I just want to run through a couple ways that we can respond uh, to local missions. First off, let's pray. Uh, pray for, for our city. Learn to listen and intercede on behalf of the needs. Um, pray with your small groups, families. Doing prayer walking is an awesome way to just be out and amongst your city and, and listen and see what God might be saying to you. Um, and if you need to know what to pray for, just say, you know, God, what's breaking your heart around here? Um, break mine as well, and how do you want me to respond? Also, you can give of your time, so volunteering. Uh, just this week, the manager over at Blair Athel uh, touched base with me, and she thanked us for our donations, and then she gave us me some ways that we could help further. Uh, they need some help in their kitchen. Uh, they are looking for mentors in cooking and cleaning and gardening, and they're also, she's also looking kind of for like a men's shed or a men's group, because uh, so many of these men, they don't know anyone who isn't homeless. So to connect with other men and, 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 and build those relationships, it can really help them have a different perspective on life. Um, as for Kira Haven, we're going to keep um, continuing opportunities with them, uh, but I know they'd be happy to have friendly visitors or small groups come and work with the activities director there. Um, and while I mention it, if anyone is keen to come join us for carols, uh, I've got over a dozen people, um, but the more the merrier. So I just want to throw that out there. It's on Friday, the 15th of December. And for our schools, um, we'll keep supporting the Brecky Club and our local chaplains. And um, there is, for all of these things, there's a bit of a volunteer process that you have to go through. So please get in early. Like if, if any of this registers with you, please let me know and I'll, I'll just connect you. Um, another opportunity is New Life Care. So that's our charity arm of the New Life Churches. Uh, it's based at Rabina, and there's a few projects there um, that you can get in, involved with with vulnerable women or people living with a disability. And keep in mind that you don't have to do something with our church. If there's a specific need that you're really passionate about, just have that, you know, we find someone in the community who's doing something. There's so many great organizations and charities and other churches out there, you know, we can, we can all do a little bit of something. Um, also, finances. Can you donate to either our local missions or our international missions here as a church or maybe a particular charity? Do you have resources as a business that could be used to serve our community? And lastly, I want to get better at telling stories, um, sharing testimonies of what's happening in our community. I want to be able to give God glory for what he's doing and keep encouraging one another. So if you guys have any, any stories or photos that you want to share, let me know, and I'll see if I can you know, work it into to newsletters or other ways. Because we definitely want to do more as a church. We, we have got to step up for our neighbors. Um, and I certainly don't have all the answers, so we need to work together on this. So I, I want to look at building a team of people that is passionate about our local area, um, where we can regularly play, plan and pray together. Um, you know, we've got this church building, our kitchen and, and hall next door. Could God be using that to somehow serve our local area? So if any of this that's been, that we've talked about today piques an interest in you, um, or if you'd like to know more, please just scan the QR code 
um, or fill out the Connect card and you can put it in the blue bucket at the end. All you have to do is just write local missions on it, put your name, uh, your details, and someone will reach out to you, either myself or Scott or someone else from the leadership team, and we'll have a conversation about what you're interested in or what questions you might have. I'll also send out a, a newsletter later uh, with specifics about how you can get involved with some of these things and how you can support our local chappies as well. Um, some closing guides. Let's, let's learn to do what Jesus did. He came not to be served, but to serve others. And that's what we're meant to do as a church in our local area. So little by little, we'll keep connecting with our local community in order to become a church that is known for its love of neighbor. Let's pursue God's idea of shalom to be his ambassadors, bringing peace and restoration. And hopefully by doing so, so people are going to be released from the brokenness that they find themselves in. And praise God in heaven above. So thank you guys so much for letting me um, get up here and share some of this stuff. I'll just pray, and then we'll have the worship team come up and lead us out. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for how you care, how you hear the cries of those around us, even when we don't know what people are going through. God, there's so much, so much wrong in our world, so many difficult situations, so much brokenness and pain and suffering. But we know you've got a plan and a purpose. So please help us as individuals, as a local church, and as a church that's part of a wide body of churches here in our region. Teach us to serve and love others, to be your hands and feet, to be those of heaven. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to the New Life Podcast. If that stirred something within you or you would like prayer, you can head to church.nu forward slash prayer or contact us through our Instagram or Facebook page.